Welcome to Infuse Church. I want to say that uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Gary, along with my lovely wife Jane. We pastor the church here at Infuse Church. We have a great team of people around about us, and I really do appreciate you being here this morning. Uh, I've I got something burning in my heart. It's been burning for a number of months in my heart, and I just want to uh, launch this new series that we're going to be embarking on. Uh, over this next few weeks and months ahead. Uh, it's a, it's a, a series called It's Time to Arise. Because I do believe that it's time for us to arise as God's people, as God's church, as the body of Christ. God is calling us, I believe, to arise. To arise. A-R-I-S-E. God is calling. It's time to arise this morning. So I want to say to you that 20, in 2021, Infused Church is being called to arise. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 says, Arise. Everyone say arise. arise. Say, declare, I am going to arise this year. I'm going to arise and it starts today. Now say it like you believe it. I'm going to arise and it starts today. I'm going to arise and it starts today. I'm going to arise and it starts today. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. To arise means to get up, wake up, to move up, to move upward, to, to come into being. You are coming into being. God's Spirit is in you today. God's Spirit is moving through you today. God is illuminating your mind and your heart to the things and the works of the devil around about you so that you can actually start to see yourself victorious in every aspect of life. God is calling us as a church to arise. I don't believe that there's ever been a greater time that we need to press in with all that we have to see the glory of God in our midst in such a way that people can't deny the love, power and presence of God being revealed to them in this day and age. I believe that more and more our communities are needing a demonstration of the love and the power and the presence of God so that they know He's real, that God is alive, that God loves them, that He is a powerful God and wants to have a relationship with them so that they can be a part of His family. He wants to adopt them into His family. God has chosen people in this community to be a part of His family and He wants to get that message out through you and through me as we arise in 2021. There are people out there that need to know that there is healing. There is people out there that need to know that there is life in through the, what the things that they're going through. There is people out there that need to know that God is going to bless them and wants to, to, to touch their heart, to pour out His love, His favour, His goodness over their lives, that He's not a bad God, that He's not in a bad mood with them. He, they, there's people out there that are looking for hope. And as we arise, we can reveal Him to the, the community around about in what we're doing. Amen? Yeah. My heart's desire is to see God's presence in a greater way than we have ever seen His presence before. I mean, I've been in some good services. I, truly, I have. The power and the presence of God has been wonderful. But I believe that there's so much more that God wants to do in our midst. 
not just here in this, this uh, church service or in our connect groups, but in your lounge room, in your study, in your bedroom. God wants to, to increase his, his, his love and His power and His presence. In I believe that you will see the glory of God manifested wherever you start to praise Him and worship. It might be in your car. There'll be a news report on the Channel 9 News saying that there was seen an incredible sight going down the freeway. It wasn't that there was a car that stopped for a koala, but there was this car with a glorious light that was emanating from it. They couldn't even see the driver because such was the glory of God in that car. You think I'm just throwing stuff out there, wild imagination? Why? God can do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ever think or imagine. If I can think or imagine it, then God can do better. The job of the church is not to impact the church. It is to impact our world. Uh, the job of the church is not to impact the church. It is to impact our world. How on earth will the people in our community ever know that God is real if we keep this stuff inside? It is time for us to arise. It is time for you and me to arise. Let me explain it this way. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a sports nut. I love sports. There are some sports that I can play and there are some sports that I can't play. One of the sports that I love to watch on television is the American football. I love uh, NFL football. My, my, my go-to team, the team that I would support, would be the Chicago Bears. And that simply arises from years ago when I, I watched The Fridge on TV. Uh, he played a massive guy, like 300 plus pounds, and he just smashed people. It was great. I loved it. So I like watching the American NFL football. In American NFL football, what they do, there's two teams. There's an offense and a defense. The offense would get together. They'd have what they call a huddle. They would say, okay, this, you need to do this. You need to run here. You need to block this person and stuff like that. The defense, it's their job to try and uh, overcome the offense and get to the, the quarterback. So let me explain this this way. When we're talking about that the job of the church is not to impact the church, but it's to impact the world. See, it's, it's, it's like this whole thing about the, the huddle in an NFL football game. 70,000 people don't pay $25 a ticket to watch a Bears huddle when the offense gets together to talk about what they're going to do. What if we went to a Bears game and for two and a half hours, all we did was to watch 11 men stand in a circle and talk. That's not why you pay for a ticket. Okay? 70,000 people will pay $25 a ticket to see the difference that a huddle will make. We want to know... What we want to know is this, that after calling a play in secret, will it work in public? See, the challenge for the church is, it's not what we do in our Sunday, Sunday morning huddle, but the difference that our huddle makes to our communities when we go out. So the question I ask us is, what difference does it make that we are a Christian? We have got to arise. <clears throat> 
As a church, we have got to, God is calling us as a church to arise. The devil has had his way. He's overstepped his mark. The enemy has come against us in so many different areas and God is calling us to arise. Isaiah 60 verse 1. I'm going to say this until you're sick of me hearing saying this. Arise. I want you to say, I am going to arise. 2021 is my year to arise. And shine for the light is, your light has come, the glory of the Lord rises upon you. There are two clear commands in this verse. Two clear commands. Number one is to arise. It means that we get up from where we are. There are people here that need to hear this today. You need to hear that God says to you, it is time to arise. It is time for you to arise. You might be feeling down. You might be feeling that you can't be used by God anymore, that it's over for you. I want to tell you that's a life in the pit of hell because it's your year to come up. It's your year to arise. God's hand is upon you. His anointing flows through you. His word is rich in you. There is something that's coming out of your mouth. It's going to be praise. It's going to be worship. It's your year to arise. Many feel like you've been in this perpetual storm of life with wave after wave just crashing over you. You've been attacked again and again and again and again and it seems relentless. I declare to you today, it is your year to arise. God is calling you to arise today. Many feel like there's this lack of passion and excitement in pursuing intimacy with God. Many feel like you've been robbed and lacked provision over the last year or so. I want to say to you this morning and declare over your life, over your life this morning, that it is time to arise. God is calling you to arise. He's putting power in your mind, power in your hands, power in your heart, power in your spirit. God says it's time to arise. I'll share a secret with you. Okay, here's a secret. A winner is a person who stand up again after being knocked down. Winners are people who stand up again after having been knocked down. Winning doesn't mean that we never fail. Rather, it means we never quit. We never quit. We don't give up. We keep going. We keep persevering. We keep getting knocked down, but you know what? My God is the lifter of my head. He reaches down to where I am and He lifts me up. God is a God. He's the lifter of His people. He resurrects people. He, He shows us the way. He's shown us what resurrection life looks like. And He wants us to walk in that same resurrection power today. He wants you to rise up. He's going to lift you. He's going to put His power in you and do that. Infused church, it is time to arise. Here's a scripture for you, a new one. It's Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. <clears throat> it says, Arise, shine, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, the second command that we're given by God is to shine. God wants you to show. He doesn't want you just to arise and look like, you know, something the cat's just dragged in. He, he wants you to shine. God wants you to shine. The question is, how do we shine? How do we shine? See, the reflection of God's presence should th- shine through you and I just like it did for Moses When he came into the presence of God, he came out and had to wear a veil over him to shield the brightness of his glory, of God's glory on him from the people around about. 
I believe that when we have been in the presence of God, that there should be a tangible, physical difference about us because there is a glory that we come out of having been in the presence of God with. Come on, church. Get me. Come on. You, you, okay. See, people can't help but see the presence of God when they knew that they had been with God. Okay, In Acts chapter 4, verse 13, we see here there's a story that, uh, that now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John after having just raised up a lame man all right, at the, the Temple Beautiful, whatever it's called, they saw that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled and they realised that they had been with Jesus. I'm so glad. That it says in this verse about Peter and John being untrained and uneducated. Because there is hope for me. I, you know what? There's some stuff I'm untrained and uneducated in. But you know what? Jesus makes up the difference. Because they had recognised that Jesus was the person that J Peter and John had spent time with. There was a difference when they ministered because they'd spent time with Jesus. And there should be a difference between what we're doing when we've spent time with Jesus. There is a difference. There's, there's things that, you know, like you get really ticked off about sometimes when you're not walking with Jesus. You know, the, the, someone says something to you a certain way. It's been a while since you've spent time with God. You know, it's been a, a while since you've read his Bible, of, of, read your Bible. You, you haven't worshipped for a little while. You might have missed one or two weeks of church, you know, where, or coming together as a, a group of people to worship God. Now, there's some, and all of a sudden, someone says something to you and it really ticks you off. It really aggravates you. The person cuts you off in, the, in, in traffic or someone pushes in line at the, at the supermarket, you know, and you're in a hurry and it's the, it's the fast lane, the 12 items, and they've got 16 items in their trolley. Come on, what's that about? How dare they have 16 items in their trolley? It says they've got to only have 12 in their trolley and they've got, can't they count? How easy it is for us to lose our peace. How easy it is that we can't see the glory of God. But when you're walking with Jesus, when you've been spending time in His presence, you know what? They could have three trolleys going through that aisle and it wouldn't worry you in the slightest because you've been with Jesus. There's a glory on your life. You don't sweat the small stuff anymore. All you're worried about, all you want to do is to spend time with Jesus and reveal His love, His power, His presence to people around about you. Is that, are you catching what I'm saying this morning? See, the difference is Jesus. Jesus makes the difference. So how do we shine? Great question. I've asked it once already. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14 says, Therefore he says, Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. We find part of the answer to how do we shine here, it says that Christ makes us shine. He gives us light. We've all probably seen those stained glass windows in churches and cathedrals. At first, when we look at them, they're dark and there's you know, no, no colour to them. There's nothing that's really shining about, nothing really attractive. But as soon as the sunshine from outside shines through those stained glass windows, we suddenly go, oh, wow, that is amazing. The colours, the richness, the, 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 the beauty of the picture, the, the, the skill of the, the creator of who put those windows together. Just you, you stand there in awe. We go, ooh, we go, ah. 
We think it's just amazing. <clears throat> Here's the thing. We must be like that glass. We must allow the real sun, Jesus, to shine through us. And as he does, his love, his power, his presence touches the people around about us. There's a richness. There's a color to our lives. There is a beauty that speaks of a creator's touch in our lives. He's He's put us together beautifully. He's, put, he's created us in such a way that, you know, the, the, the hairs on our head just reflect the glory of God. Now, I'm giving God some work to do. We've got to understand that as we allow God to shine through us, that it brings change. Ephesians 5.14, again, it just simply says, and Christ will give you light. What's Paul talking about? What is this light? Well, John talks about it in his gospel, about us having this light. And Matthew, in his gospel, he tells us not to hide the light. So what is this light? John chapter 1, verse 4 says this, In him was life. In, him. in Jesus was life. And the life was the light of men. So what was the light? The light is the life. It's Jesus. He is the light. Je uh, let me, let me Jesus died on a cross. Jesus rose again. Once he was dead, but now he's alive. And in 1 John 5, 11, it says, And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. God gave us eternal life, and this life is in Jesus. Listen, by going to the cross... He gave us eternal life. In John chapter 14, verse 6, it says, Jesus answered, I am the only way to God and the real truth, the real life. And in brackets, I've just put in there, Jesus is the real life. He is the real life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. We need to arise and shine, church. We must do what John chapter 3, verse 7 says in that to get this light. We need to be born again. We need the Spirit of God to just you know, like make us born again. We believe in Jesus. We believe in who He is and what He's done. I mean, uh, Paul spoke so powerfully at communion when he walked us through about the nails and the hammering and, and what those things meant and do and, and how Jesus is our sacrifice for the, the penalty of our sin. So we need to be born again. See, this light that we're talking about is like a moth flying closer and closer to the light. This light pulls people towards it. The light of Christ is attractive. There are people in our community that if they knew that there was a light that was being switched on around about them, they would be attracted to the light. We think it's so hard to share the gospel message. We think it's so hard to talk to other people about Jesus. But I guarantee you, there might be some people that are hard, but there's going to be some people that say, I have waited my whole life to hear what you've got to say. I've, I'm going through such a difficult time, and you're telling me that there's hope, that Jesus is my strength, that Jesus is my hope, that I can have a help as I'm going through this stuff that I'm living in and through. 
I believe that God is going to speak through you, to shine through you as you begin to shine in your community. As you, wherever you live, in, throughout the Adelaide Hills, wherever it's, it is in Adelaide, God wants to shine through you. We see that in John 12, 32, it says, Jesus, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. It says, because here's the, here's the thing, it's not our brilliance, it's his. It's his light, it's not my light, it's his. It's his light that as we allow him to shine through us, he, he draws people to him. His love speaks to people and it draws people to him. It's not our brilliance. It's not our love. It's not our power. It's not our presence. It's His. He's the one that draws people to Him. Isaiah 60 verse 1. What the, how did that get in there? Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. John chapter 1 verse 9 says, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. We're talking about Jesus. John chapter 1 verse 14, And the Word, and we know that that talks about Jesus, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You know what he releases to people around about us when we arise and shine for him? He releases grace and truth. He releases grace and he releases truth. When we allow the glory of God to come out of our lives, having spent time with Jesus, being uneducated and untrained people, and just simply loving on our God, because God's loving on us, we release grace and we release truth. We release forgiveness. We release hope. We release power. We release the anointing of the Holy Spirit to destroy the yoke of oppression that people walk in today. <clears throat> As we are filled with the light and life of Jesus, it overpowers the enemy. The enemy has no answer for the love of God, has no answer for the grace of God, has no answer for the forgiveness of God. All he can do is stand there and say, well, you did this. Yes, I know. But you know what? Jesus did this. Yeah. He comes to you and he accuses you. He says, how can you call yourself a Christian with thinking like that? And you can say to him, you know what? I know that that might be a part truth about it. But you know what? This is what my God thinks about me. He, read Psalm 139. His thoughts towards us are innumerable. The great thoughts. So whatever the, the enemy might come against us with, there's an answer. And the answer is in Jesus. The answer is in Jesus. doesn't matter. The, the power and the glory of God as we arise and we shine for Jesus, it overcomes the power of the enemy. It cuts through the darkness in the earth. When we arise as the church, we will see change happen right before our eyes. It'll cause our hearts to throb. Yes, that's right, throb. Okay, And our joy to overflow. You know what? I was out doing the park run yesterday, yesterday morning, and uh, I'd finished my run walk because I, I just struggled a little bit lately of, uh, in going for a run. But as I finished the, uh, the, the run, so it's only 5Ks, and I did it in 31 minutes, 30-something seconds. One of the guys that I'm, I'm building relationship with there, he says, how do you feel? I said, mate, my head feels like it's throbbing. I could feel my pulse in my head going boom, boom, 
boom. My head was throbbing. Okay? It wasn't hurting or anything like that. But you know what? I believe that when we come into the presence of God, our hearts will pump because there's someone there. There's a person that loves us. There's a person that cares for us. There's a person that has a plan for our life. There's a person that wants to shine through us. And our hearts begin to throb with a love that's inexpressible. There's a love that, that touches us. It touches you. It touches me in an incredible way. It's Isaiah 60 verse 2 to 5 says this. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness over the peoples. Isn't that a description of today? Isn't that a description of what's happening in our world today, that there's this darkness and it's over the people, it's over the earth? But the Lord, but the Lord arises upon you and His glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. You are arising, Infused Church. You are arising as the people of God. And it's the, the glory of God that's going to rise upon you. Nations will come to your kings will come to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up, arise, arise with your sight. Begin to look up, not look down, not look inward would not look anywhere else, but look up, lift up your vision, lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the arm. Then you will see and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth of the seas will be brought to you. To you, the riches of the nations will come. I want to say to you today, Infuse Church, it's time to arise this year. Today is the day of a rebirthing in what God wants to do in your life. There's today those, those promises, those prophecies that have been in your life that you've not seen fulfilled. It's time that they're coming up. They are arising. God is resurrecting those things in your life, those things that you've believe that God would do in your life. God is breathing upon them. He's bringing them to fulfilment. They were made for today. Those promises were for today. They might be for tomorrow. They might be for next week, but they are arising on the power and the anointing of the Spirit of God. And we attach faith. We say, I'm not going to stand for this anymore. I've had enough of what the, giving into what the enemy has come against at me with. I'm putting up the shield of faith now. I've got the helmet of salvation in place. You're going to hear a great message. Coming up in the few weeks ahead, where you're going to hear about the power and the anointing that's on the armour of God. It's going to be a great message. Going to be a great message. But we need these things in place. It's time that we just arise to get up. You know what? When we're encouraged by God to, to arise, the exciting thing is this. okay? That the Father never asks us to do something that He doesn't give us the power to do. He's saying to us, arise, and He's going to give us the power to do it. There's coming a word into your season right now. There's coming a word that God's going to give to you that's going to help you to arise. You're going to stand on the rock. You're going to stand on the Word of God. You're going to get a revelation of what God wants you to do and how He wants you to do it. And you're going to stand in the anointing and the power of God's Word to see something change. It's time to arise, which means to get up from the place where we are and prepare to do something. To put it bluntly, the body of Christ, His church, infused church, is being told to get up, to get moving and to march forward. For infused church, this means that we arise 
We're going to activate our connections, ramp up our worship. We're going to invest our gifts. We're going to stretch our faith. We're going to engage our communities. We are being called to arise today. We've lingered in darkness too long. We've lingered in darkness. Christ is the light of the world. He is risen okay, so that we might arise. And I prophesy right now, I'm going to speak and declare over every single person here today that you are arising today and you will shine with the glory of God on your life. God is coming back for a church that's victorious, vibrant, alive, without blemish. Did you know that God sees you right now? You are perfect in His eyes. Why? Because He sees the glory of God on you. He sees the glory of Jesus active in your life. God is doing something powerful in you right now. You think you're just sitting there listening to a guy who's getting excited, spitting everywhere. He's sweating all over the place, but you're here under the anointing of the Spirit of God. You might not realise it. You might not recognise it. You might not feel it, but the Spirit of God is reconstructing, reshaping things in your spirit to start to see that you are an overcomer. You are victorious. You are the head and not the tail. God is going to cause you to rise up in the power and the anointing of His Spirit. God is calling us to arise, which calls for faith and obedience. Mark chapter 2, verses 11 to 12 says this. And, and this is what I want you to take this literally right now. I want you to take it like Jesus is saying to you personally right now. And so, Jesus says to you, arise. Arise. Pick up your mat and go your way to your house. What is he saying? God is saying to you, it's time for you to arise. The things that have been the symbol of the very thing that has caused you never to get up, never to arise. The thing that you've laid down on, that you've, you've been comfortable with, you've allowed the, the, the things to happen in your life where, you know, that's just your normal now. You've just got this mat. You can't walk. That's how it is. Jesus says to you, arise. Jesus says to you, arise. Jesus says to you, arise. Pick up that thing that was that symbol. Take it home. You're coming out. You're coming out into your destiny and into your future. It says, and immediately he arose, took up the bed and went out into the presence of them all. So that all were amazed and glorified. God saying, we've never seen anything like this before. Here's what I believe. That as we arise this year, I believe that the Father will do wonderful, powerful and amazing things in and through us all. People will have never seen anything like you before. God is causing you and calling you and encouraging you to arise. God is going to do things through you out in our community and it will point people to Jesus. They will be amazed. They've never seen anything like this before. Two of the greatest dangers in the church today is complacency and comfort. Many believe, many believers think that it's someone else's job to tell others about Jesus. Yet Jesus tells us to go into all the world. This means that we must arise and reveal the light of God to our boss, to our workmates, to the postie, to the, anyone else who we come into contact with. Peter and John had the light of life shining in their lives. And as a result, they helped a lame man arise in the power of the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 3 verse 7 says this, And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. As we arise, we help others to arise. 
There's going to come a chain reaction in your life. Something so powerful is going to happen in your life that as you arise in the power and the anointing of the Spirit of God, as you reach out, you're going to help others to arise. You're going to speak to them. You're better than this. God knows what's in your life. There's potential in your life. There is God's plans in your life. God wants to use you powerfully wherever you are. You're going to arise in the anointing of God. Does anyone say amen to this this morning? Is this witnessing with anyone? So it's, it's time for us to arise. It's time for us to arise, to stop hiding the life and the light that brings life and light to our communities so that we can change, bring change and make a difference where we are. It's time for us to arise. I believe God has given us some keys to focus on this year. And as we arise in fellowship, in worship, in ministry, in discipleship and evangelism, that we're going to talk about those things uh, throughout this year, in the remainder of this year. They are keys that I believe will open up new opportunities, new pathways, new and fresh encounters with God. Amen?